0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Friday morning here on Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright with you on this Friday morning, December 16th. We are now in the second half of the final month of the year. And I actually, I'm really excited about that. There's some good things that are about to start happening in the next couple weeks. The uh, most important thing, though, is that we're going to start the day with prayer. So let's do that now. We will pray our morning offering and our Christmas anticipation prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour vouchsafe, we beseech thee, O God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it is Roadmap Roundup Friday here on Roadmap to Heaven, and I feel like I haven't seen Dan Vonderhaar since uh, pre-October. It's been almost. a while. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think it may have been. It's probably been a couple of months. Do you remember how to be on the radio? I don't, I, this is all kind of, it's coming back. All
0: right. It well, back we're, we're, It's like le- riding a bike. Like riding a bike. <laughs> like riding a bike. Downhill. You got to learn one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> and then with us is Ben Grijalva. Good, good morning. Good to see you, my friend. Hey. That's a nice St. Louis U hi-hat you have on there this thank morning. You. Well, I want to thank everybody who has been tuning in the last three days. Uh, you know, we, we were not bringing you Roadmap to Heaven. We had our winter mini-radiothon. We had a lot of fun. Um, you can probably tell by my voice. I'm starting to sound like it's late-night Adam radio, you know. Uh, th- that's what they th- they were giving me grief at one point, my wife and a few others. are like, you sounded like you were hosting one of those late-night And Dan Vonderhaar is calling in, (laughs) and he wants to send a special shout-out to his wife, Amy, so we'll go to that now. But, you know, it it was a good time. We met some good people, learned a lot of good holiday traditions, some of which we might talk about today, Uh, but we got a lot to get to. We're also going to get ready in this season of Advent. Uh, You know, there's a lot we're going to do today, so let's... uh, do we do we have weather today? I wasn't sure. We do have weather today. There, I mean, we always have weather. Yeah, there is weather. It's There's a question of whether we have a weather report. Exactly. Whether whether we have whether the weather whatever the weather. Right. Okay. Let's go to Mike Roberts before we get ourselves in trouble here for the weather in the saint
2: of the day. Today is the feast day of Saint David, King and Prophet. David lived and reigned over a thousand years before the birth of Jesus. The book of Samuel says Jesse had eight sons. Chronicles says it was seven. But in either event, David was the youngest of them all. When King Saul angers God by unlawful sacrifices and disobeys his commands, God sends the prophet Samuel to anoint David as the new king of Israel. Initially, David is called to serve Saul and with his music. He was a highly gifted lyre player. David also was a royal arms bearer. When the war with the Philistines develops, the giant Goliath challenged one soldier from the army of Israel to step forward and fight him. To his delight and amusement, it is David who responds, and then David slays Goliath with a sling. Instantly, he is a hero for the ages, and a grateful Saul gives David command over Israel's army. But soon, Saul becomes fearful of David and plots his death. Saul's son, Jonathan, loves David and warns him of the plot, allowing David to get away. After a series of narrow escapes, David joins the ranks of the Philistines. And after both Saul and Jonathan are killed in battle, David is anointed king of Judah. After defeating another of Saul's sons, he becomes king of all of Israel. David is a great warrior, and he is also a great poet, author of most of the Psalms, but he is not perfect. However... After each of his failures, David comes back to the Lord in humility. And whenever the Lord calls David to serve, he says yes. Because he does, from the house of David will come the Savior 1,000 years later. And after another person says yes, a young lady named Mary. Say, David, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
0: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. There is an old saying that uh, Father Mike Rainier, Father Michael Rainier taught me. Uh, it goes like this Lenti Penti Cruci Lucy. Lenti-Penti-Cruci-Lucy. And if you know what we're talking about there, we're talking about the Ember Days that happen four times a year. They happen at the beginning of Lent. They happen relative to the Feast of Pentecost, relative to the exaltation of the Holy Cross in September, and then relative to the Feast of St. Lucy, which was this past Tuesday. So Lenti-Penti-Cruci-Lucy and Crucy uh, Lucy. So we are in the midst of the winter ember days. And what are the ember days? It's been a while since we've talked about those. So uh, beginning this past Wednesday and then not on Thursday for whatever reason, I don't know the reason behind that, but then today and tomorrow are the winter ember days. It's, uh, you know, th- this was a tradition that was practiced for many centuries in the church. Uh, Sister Esther Mary Nichol from the Diocese of Lansing has a wonderful write-up about this. Uh, since at least the time of St. Leo the Great, who died in 461 A.D. It's a time of fasting, four times a year, um, and we are invited to consecrate by penance each of the four seasons, so this would be for winter, pray to God for the preservation of the fruits of the earth and to give him thanks for those already received, beg of God-worthy pastors for the church and to implore his blessing on those who are promoted to holy orders. Um, You know, Ember Days were also preparation for ordination to the priesthood. Uh, There are many priests that were ordained right after the ember days so here we are in the advent ones and um, it's kind of think of it like a little lent here do some fasting do some penance don't eat meat um which you know it's friday anyway so it's a day that we're to abstain from meat but you know two small meals that don't add up to the size of a regular meal and then one regular meal and then there you have it and probably you know i would throw on that do a work of mercy this is all devotional but it's a wonderful devotional it's one of those things it's like they say eat your fruits and vegetables it's good for you this is good for you Um, and it's a great thing in the season of advent because you know while the world is already celebrating christmas as if it's december 25th and has been for the last several weeks dare i say months we're in the season of advent and we're called to do some spiritual extras and i know ben you you guys are pretty intentional about this at your house so i mean a lot of places and and you know my parents are one of these ones and in some years we are that thanksgiving happens and then the next friday boom the tree's up the decorations are up the lights are up everything's up it looks like christmas in the home but not so in the Grijalva household we
3: household up a little early only because we're going to be you know on the road around christmas but normally uh pink candle sunday is when we would traditionally uh, i guess you can call it traditionally decorate the tree put it up um my wife Christine's very good at, very good at um, having us think about Advent season, right? And and reminding us that as Catholics, the big party starts Christmas Day and goes for twelve days after that. Um, she puts up the uh, you know the Advent wreath. We have, and she had uh, for prayer purposes. She would have the these big candles you stick on the wall one a week, along with the mm-hmm. Advent wreath. And after every meal that we're together at the table. Except for me, because I couldn't see it. I always had to twist and look back behind me. But after grace, you know, we would pray the one little the one little prayer behind us. So uh, those are just some of the ones that, that we used to do. This is the first year we haven't done it. We repainted everything. We don't want to peel the paint off the walls, but... <laughs> fair enough yeah my wife's got a lot a lot of devotionals and she always has a a way of keeping us keeping the eye on the ball you know so ben i have to
1: ask is there like any competition on who gets to blow the candles out because that was always a
3: big deal still to this day okay still still to this day day. my kids are officially all teenagers and they're still kind of you know can i blow them out no i did them yesterday you do them today and yeah it gets
0: kind of nuts you know, I, I was thinking last night at my – my kids had their grade school Christmas concert, and they were singing all sorts of wonderful songs, and we had a little sing-along at the end there of some beautiful Christmas hymns, but I, I just was unsettled by it this year. I'm like, well, wait a minute, because we don't have our tree up at home yet. We do have our stockings up, hung by the chimney with since St. Nicholas Day, and that's about it, that and the Advent wreath. And um, it, I have to say that this year by – and some of that's not by choice. Some of it's just circumstance around the rice house. We all had the flu a couple weeks ago. And uh, then we're, we're coming back from that and all of the, the preparation you have to do to do more preparation. So, like, you have to clean up before you can decorate. We're in that phase right now. And in, in a sense, I'm kind of really sad because I want it to be up. I want my lights around the crown molding with the, the garland. I want my tree up. I want the ornaments and all of that. But by the same token, it's now got me really excited for next week, Saturday, a week, a week from tomorrow. You know, Dan, what about the uh, Vonderhaar household? How do you guys keep Advent and let Advent be Advent? So, you know, we're a bit contrarian
1: to your approaches. So um, our kids are out of the house, right? So the stockings are still hung with care. Um, But uh, Amy gets at it early and our house looks incredible. And it just brings this spirit of Advent to the house. It's just unbelievable with the Christmas villages and, and the... You know, little mini wreaths around all the candles and in the windows and everywhere. So we get started pretty early. But typically, we will try to do at least one thing we aren't normally doing. So we were in New York recently. Um, We did a tour of the catacombs at the old St. Patrick's Cathedral and just made a little pilgrimage there. I always try to go to one event during Advent that I otherwise wouldn't go to. Maybe it's a, a lecture series or something going on at the parish, um, it's just a good way. This particular season, Adam, I'm, j- I'm just very focused on the penitential nature. You were talking about it, you know, with Ember Days, the, there's a, you know, purple is, you know, penitential in our, in our church and, uh, and I just love all the symbolism and the colors. And so this particular Advent, I think I've been more focused on that than I have before.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I have to wonder, Ben, the, the fruit it's been for you, because like this year I am really living it. That, that intentional and, and non-intentional in some ways withholding um, of saying it's not time yet. It's mm-hmm. not time yet. Uh, But you mentioned the third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete Sunday, and that is one where traditionally, when I was the music director, we would start singing that hymn, People Look East. It's a beautiful hymn written in the early part of the 20th century, and one of my favorite lyrics in the hymn is, make your house fair as you are able, and that was kind of the, the, the... switch we would flip every year is now it is time to get ready it's time to receive start time to start preparing to receive our lord into our hearts as we commemorate the incarnation on christmas day what was the effect for the grijalva household as you you know you would go through this and you'd say no we're not doing that yet we're going to do this calendar and we're going to do the candles but we're not going to do that
3: Yeah, i think it builds anticipation you know um And and in our world, it's it's a little bit different from my own childhood because we spend a lot of time traveling back home to where I'm from in San Diego to visit my parents, right? Um, So uh, we hold off on a lot of things. we had to juggle some stuff around, but it builds anticipation, right? Like when I was a kid, for example, you never saw a present under the tree. The tree might be up, but, you know, we'd wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Dad, can we get up yet? No give me another 20 minutes, We go back to bed, 5.15, can we get up yet? Is it time? No, go back to bed. Then we'd get up and, you know, you'd see all the presents. And then he goes into the bathroom on purpose and sits there for another 15 minutes. Decides. Light the fire, <laughs> we get him a cup of coffee, we turn his chair around. All of this anticipation was the buildup, right? So um, uh, we thanks to Christine, you know, my wife who carries that torch for us and always keeping our eye on those things and building anticipation for what's coming. You know, and, and and we're blessed because of it. I don't always think of it in those terms because the little boy in me comes out, right? It's like, oh, do we really got to say another prayer? It's Christmas. It's coming soon, you know? Yeah. No, we got to wait. Okay, honey, got to right. wait.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to take a break here. You're going to have to wait for some more Roadmap to Heaven. We're going to take a break here, and we'll be back with you in just a little bit. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. Stay tuned.
2: Hail, true body, truly born. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail, true body, truly born of the Virgin Mary, mild, truly offered, racked and torn on the cross for all defiled, from whose love pierced sacred side, flow your true blood's saving tide. Be a forte sweet to me, in my death's great agony. O my loving gentle one, sweetest Jesus, Mary's son. Amen.
0: Here is our, our cat quiz. This is going to be a little Advent scripture oh boy. Uh, quiz for you. So uh, it, it's a very simple one. I'm not going to make you cite chapter and verse. It's just a question Isaiah or not Isaiah? Because we hear a lot from Isaiah in the season of Advent. So I'm going to read you a, a verse, and you have to tell me Isaiah or not Isaiah. Okay. Okay, here we go. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another. Isaiah or not Isaiah? Not Isaiah. It's Mike. What what do you think there, uh, Herr Vonderhaar? I
1: was going to go Isaiah, but I could be wrong. All
0: right. Well, uh, Dan Vonderhaar would be correct. Darn it. On there. That That is Isaiah. Uh, Chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, first Sunday of Advent. Now, let's move along here. Uh, On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Isaiah or not Isaiah? I say Isaiah. I say Isaiah. That, That is correct. That's the second Sunday of Advent, Isaiah 11 verses 1 through 10. That's one of my favorite Advent scriptures. Uh, the lamb shall lie down with the lion, the calf and the young lion shall browse together. The, le- uh, the leopard lie down with the kid, the you know, adder and the, the ox and the baby shall play by the cobra's den and all these wonderful things. It's a beautiful passage. All right, here we go. Next one. Make your hearts firm because the coming of the Lord is at hand. Make your hearts firm because the coming of the Lord is at hand is at hand. In fact, I'll even back it up one for you. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You must, you too must be patient. Make your hearts firm because the coming of the Lord is at hand.
1: It sure sounds like Isaiah. I mean, it really does. I
0: mean, that's prophetic. I'm just
3: going to, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to say not Isaiah. I'm going to go Isaiah. I'm going to say not In
0: this one, the score is now evened up because Ben Grijalva is correct. That is ah. not Isaiah. That's James chapter 5, verses 7 through 10. This was from the second reading this past see, Sunday. See, that's not I'm,
3: a very New testament issue, Right, because it's brothers and <laughs> sisters. You Can know, I that, use that word? Uh, that, that's your clue. New uh, testament I
0: like it. All right. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Is it not enough for you to weary people? Must you also weary my God? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. That's Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Isaiah. There yeah. you go. All right, that was uh, that's what we're going to hear this coming Sunday. The Lord speaking to Ahaz and Ahaz uh, ask, it's to saying, ask the Lord your God for a sign. And uh, if you haven't read Isaiah, if you're looking for some scripture to read this time of year, the book of Isaiah is just absolutely wonderful, the Old Testament prophet. Um, and it's also just worth sitting with the, the readings for the, the Sundays of Advent and the weekdays of Advent yeah. especially. Um, we get some really, really great Advent readings. Um, just before Thanksgiving, I got a text from my buddy Joe Ferris. And uh, Joe goes all around the country giving parish miss- missions and speaking and, and doing various things. And every day he makes a holy hour in the early afternoon. And while he's in that holy hour, he goes through his address book and his phone, his contact list, and he just prays for people in order. He starts day and works his way through. Um, and then he'll send, you know, five, six people a text after that holy hour. Hey, I just prayed for you in a holy hour. Be uh, Be well piece, Joe Ferris, right? Just very simple text message. And every time I get that text message, I'm like, oh, I actually, I'm, I'm grateful that he, he's praying for me there. And uh, the other day in the middle of a break, one of the breaks I had on Radiothon, I was trying to get a jump start on getting our Christmas cards out. And I think after I got about 30 cards prepared, I was like, you know, I could have pulled a Joe Ferris here and prayed for every last one of these people mm as I was addressing their Christmas card. I'm kind of a slow writer if I'm going to have good handwriting. Um, I really have to take my time with it. I'm like, I could have been praying, you know, if nothing else, a Hail Mary or a Glory Bee for their intention while addressing their Christmas card. And, I, and I, I realized we have a lot of opportunities to do that this time of year. So, Dan Vanderhaar, what are some of the other times wow, this, we can I love stop this idea. and pray so, for people as we're getting ready? So, you, This is a great—I I have very little— I'm in charge
1: of during the Christmas season, but I am in charge of the Christmas cards. So that's a brilliant idea. Um, Where else could I apply that? Uh, Putting ornaments on a tree, right? Oh, yeah. You know, putting an ornament on a tree, you know, say a prayer. Um, Wrapping presents. Praying for the person who's present you're wrapping. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even food prep. I mean, mean, you just got to be thinking, even like in, in, you you know, we're... A lot of christmas so much tradition is based around food and meals and gathering um there's opportunities there to pray for others
0: yeah with every potato we smash with every potato and or peel, peel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so with every onion we chop uh ben any any thoughts on that or some other things we could be doing and praying for people as we do it
3: you know one thing came to mind uh is praying for those in our family who aren't uh close to christ at that time right we've all got family members that that uh, we wish we we're a little closer, some have fallen away. Maybe maybe having the courage to even if you're gonna be with them, don't be able to say, Hey, don't be afraid to say, Hey, God bless you. Plant a seed, right? Um, I have I have a, I have a sister who's who's um, you know, she's 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 not practicing her faith at all in any way, shape, or form. And matter of fact, there's trouble believing in God. It will just say how it is, right? There's a lot of that going on in every family, it seems. But I'm not afraid to tell her, God bless you, and or, in her words, you know, can you, can you wish me well? and I'll, But I'm still not afraid to say, God bless you. So pray for those people and, and maybe take a little step forward and, and offer some blessing to them while they're present. Plant yeah. that seed. Th- this is was- a stretch, but.
0: That's something we could do. No, that's a good one. And, and this is especially where I like those, uh, those short prayers we have, the ejaculatory prayers in, in our Catholic faith, like Jesus, Mary, I love you, save souls. You know, that's a prayer you can pray with every stamp you put mm-hmm. on a Christmas card. Or, you know, ornaments are a big thing in our family that we buy each other ornaments. We get each other commemorative ornaments. And so my mom and dad gave me this one. My brother gave me this one. My my brother who's fallen away from the church gave me that one. You know, and it's like, okay, well, as I hang that ornament, Jesus, Mary, I love you. Save souls. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, it's a beautiful thing. Hey, isn't that the, you know, the purpose of those ornaments?
1: You know, I think primarily is you go on vacation and you get an ornament from that city, right? And then you're hanging that ornament and you're kind of reliving that moment. What a great
0: time to add prayer to that exercise. This is a, this is a great idea. Yeah. I mean, especially as we're making these preparations in the last few weeks, there's a lot of repetitive things that can become very mundane. Um, and it's nice to put some music on, or it's nice to put on a, a movie while we do things. But what about maybe with each ornament you hang, praying the rosary? You know, especially if you're hanging those those uh, globe or the 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 you know the the red and silver and gold bulb ornaments, you know they look like rosary beads. Maybe hang ten red and one silver <laughs> and uh, or or I, I should say one silver and ten red, and yeah, there you yeah. go. We're going to take another break for you here on the roadmap roundup. Uh, you're, we got plenty more to come. don't go anywhere.:
4: A prayer to redeem lost time by Saint Teresa of Avila. Oh my God, source of all mercy. I acknowledge your sovereign power. While recalling the wasted years that are past, I believe that you, Lord, can in an instant turn this loss to gain. Miserable as I am, yet I firmly believe that you can do all things. Please restore to me the time lost, giving me your grace, both now and in the future, that I may appear before you in wedding garments. Amen.
0: We are preparing, as Father Hollowell was just saying, and Dan Vanderhaar. you you just said something. I was going to go into one topic here, but I'm going to pivot for a moment. Um, Ben, if I may share that this this season of Advent, you were just saying uh, while we were off the air, it's been hard to get into. And and I'm right there with you in, in many ways, brother. There's been so many other things I'm focused on, like you, the kids. Um, we had our radiothon here. We're, we're getting ready for the Focus Seat Conference in January. There's, and we, you know, we were sick on top of that. There's a lot that's been going on. It's been in some ways very difficult to get into Advent. And Dan Vanderhar, you said, you know, sometimes when it's difficult to get into something, what do you do? You lead something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you know. You, uh, so for me, this Advent, um, there's a great mini mission happening at our parish church at Ascension uh, called the 99 Experience, and I'm part of leading that event and by choosing to lead the event it has forced me to kind of really
0: get into the season right. yeah you know so i want to throw this out there we were talking about some other things before we went on the air today and it's like oh, that's a great idea for next advent at the parish and you know we are at that point now that most of the ideas for advent at the parish are going to be for next advent but for the home because we're men and all the men listening right now, if you, if you have a wife and kids, you are called to be a leader of your home. You are the shepherd of your home. And so as, as great as it is that Amy takes care of stuff in your house, Dan, and, and that your wife, Christine, takes care of stuff in your house, Ben, and that Beth helps with so much in our house, we, we have to step up to our role. And starting tomorrow is a great thing we can lead, a great set of prayers. That's the Christmas Novena with the O antiphons. If you want a really good explainer of this, because I can tell you all about it on the radio, but if you're like me, you need to have it in writing catholicnewsagency.com they have a great story today how to pray the christmas novena that's been prayed for over 300 years and when you go in it they have everything you need including the you know the hidden messages behind the o antiphons the prayers that you pray um, what you do if it's led by a priest versus if you're leading it in your home and it's a pretty simple thing to pray and it's the kind of thing that maybe every night you know It's a little long to pray before dinner, but it's perfect to pray before we're all excused from the table, we're going to pray this together. Or if you pray that evening rosary as a family, you know, I don't know when you pray your family rosary, but if if that's what you do, pray it with that. It's great to pray in the evening. Make sure you have, if you don't have an Advent wreath out, then get some candles, you know, just get some regular old candles and light them and maybe dim the lights and pray this together because it, it really is the countdown. And if you think of that hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, those are the O Antiphons. Um, and and it expresses that longing and that desire. Let's go now to uh, Patty Schneier in the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Tomorrow, as we pray evening prayer, we will begin with the O Antiphons that Patty Schneier has been helping us look ahead to all week. And Patty, as we've gone through these O Antiphons getting ready for this final novena counting down to Christmas, I can't help but notice we have not talked about one antiphon, probably the most familiar of all.
4: Absolutely. It's O Emmanuel, our king and our lawgiver. You should be recognizing these are all the verses, really, of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. That's where we get O Come, O Come, Emmanuel from the O Antiphon. So this last O Antiphon is O Emmanuel, our king and our lawgiver, the hope of the nations and their savior. Come and save us. Oh Lord, our God. So, Jesus, you are Emmanuel, your God with us. And we could all pray with our full heart that Jesus would come to be with us, be one with us, to walk with us, feel with us, ache with us, suffer with us, right? Rejoice with us. And let's just pray that we can do the same, love, forgive, and listen as he did, and most especially, Jesus came to save us. So, Jesus, for those who do not know you, today, maybe we can pray, Jesus, I pray that this Christmas, they will see that you truly are Emmanuel, God with us in all things.
0: Perhaps as you gather around the family table starting tomorrow, if you don't pray evening prayer, perhaps sing one verse of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Every day from tomorrow through Christmas Eve. And, Patty, thank you for helping us get a jump start on these daily O-antiphons. This is a uh, a little catequiz prep course I'm going to give you now, Dan Vonderhaar. With those O antiphons, that you, you look this up right now, and, and Patty and I were just talking about it. We've been talking about it all week in the Daily Dose of Encouragement. And if you missed those, go back to uh, the Daily Dose of Encouragement podcast, wherever you get your podcast, or at OurCatholicRadio.org, um, and click on Programs and the Daily Dose of Encouragement. When you take those antiphons in reverse order, so you start with Sipensia, or um, we, we start with Sipensia tomorrow, but in, in reverse, you take the first letter of each antiphon, And I think, what do we call that? And uh, not an anagram. Uh, I think that's it. No, no. Uh, That's not important. But you you do the first letter of each one and you go in reverse. It's arrow cross. It's not a homo. And that's two words. Arrow cross cross. and loose translation in Latin. um, Tomorrow I will be. Tomorrow I will be. So that's the message hidden from our Lord in the O antiphons. And that's why it's also such a great countdown prayer to pray. Hey, a couple things to let you know about, um, you know, it it is a wonderful time of year to go and see lights all around town. And uh, a good friend of mine, Father Sebastian at Our Lady of Sorrows, which is our territorial parish, he said something really poignant last night when he was inviting the the school families at the concert to come see the lights at Our Lady of Sorrows. He said, we do not decorate the church with lights. We adorn the the church because the church building itself is a holy place you don't decorate holy things you adorn them because the most beautiful thing of all the reality of the incarnation and the 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 gift that our lord left to us himself in the blessed sacrament our lord dwells in that church you don't decorate you adorn where our lord lives and i have to say he's done a beautiful job adorning the uh, church with lights and that's on uh, south king's highway if you're in the st louis area 5020 roads it's at roads and Kings Highway park the car walk the grounds. There's uh, free hot cocoa and hot apple cider on the back porch of the rectory every night from 6 to 9 through January 2nd, and uh, cookies for the kids and the the kids at heart. Um, And it's a very peaceful thing. So whether it's there, whether it's in your town, whether it's at your parish, whether it's going to a place like the Way of Lights at Our Lady of the Snows, or, uh, you know, going to a Christmas novena somewhere where the church is beautifully adorned with candlelight or whatever it may be, if nothing else... Take some time, this final week of Advent coming up, to slow down and focus on what it means that Christ would come to this earth and walk among us, you know, taking on a human nature just like you and I, to know our sorrows, know our struggles, know what it's like to be us, and so that he can say, look, you know, not only am I God, but I've been where you've been. Um, it's a great gift. And so wherever you're at in this Advent, this final week, this is the time to get super intentional. As we said at the top of the show, we are in Ember Days today and tomorrow. So you're, we're all invited and encouraged, dare I say, to do some fasting uh, and, and treat it treat it like a, a Friday in Lent. Treat it actually like Ash Wednesday. Um, as you go out throughout the day today let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen all glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen our lady queen of peace pray, pray for us saint joseph terror of demons pray, pray for us in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen well, I want to thank you for tuning in today to the Roadmap Roundup here on Roadmap to Heaven. And uh, we'll be back with you. We're, we're here all week next week. And then the week after that, we actually will celebrate Christmas and we'll be playing Christmas music for you. We'll have Holy Mass for you. It's going to be great. Until Monday for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. I'm Ben Grijalva. I'm Dan Vonderhaar. Do not forget to do what the Blessed Mother tells us to do. Do, do not forget to pray that rosary today.